Welcome into the Basketball Index Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and today we're looking at uh, something I threw together, uh, the Dirty Work Triple Crown. So what I wanted to do was take a look at things that we don't always look at in the box score. I mean, honestly, they're just not in the box score. Some of our more in-depth stats to highlight things players are doing that are contributing to winning, right? We have you know, you, different roles of basketball index, right? We have like the on-ball scores, the off-ball scores, bigs, things of that nature. Um, sometimes people talk about glue guys, but I wanted to kind of build a firm criteria for what we could consider dirty work um, that you need your role players to do in order to be successful. I wanted to capture things that we don't normally talk about. I wanted to capture things that aren't in the box score and I wanted to capture things we regularly kind of think of with players that are sometimes glue guys or, you know, max effort guys, people doing the things that are um, sometimes a little bit less fun in basketball, but are really important to be successful. So the three stats I came up with were uh, looking at boxing out, uh, looking at setting screens, and then looking up uh, guarding difficult players. So the stats we used were real adjusted box out percentage, uh, the other one was screening talent, and then the last one was matchup difficulty. So again, we're looking at, because like rebounds are a thing that we, we look at, right? We obviously know when someone is grabs 12 rebounds, but boxing out is a really important part of that because it can help with, if like you box your guy out and there's a couple tips, it can prevent your guy from getting a rebound or you boxing out can just help a teammate. Like, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, it affects things, but it's not always captured, or it's really hard to notice, especially in real time, like basically impossible. Um, screen talent just takes into account like how well you're setting screens, um, and then matchup difficulty. Obviously, you should get credit for that because if you're guarding all NBA players every night, like that's harder to do than guarding just a average run of the mill player. So box out, screening talent, matchup difficulty to kind of make a triple crown of the dirty work, uh, grabbed all the data. I looked at 2022, so last year's season. I am gonna do uh, this year, but I just wanted to wait a little bit longer just to have a little bit more data collected because I didn't want it to like jump around um, super crazy. But one of the things I wanted to look at was players that have moved in the off season and potentially um, teams that might be missing that or have added that in the impact that has been felt. So. I divided this up into two things, right? We're going to talk about um, guards and wings first, and then we're going to talk about big second. So I put it all in. This is for 2022. And if you would have to venture a guess for the number one guy in our dirty work triple crown, um, I think you could you could definitely get this guy with a few guesses. PJ Tucker at age 36, which is pretty crazy uh, that somebody that old is able to do all the difficult tasks. But uh, yeah, he was number one. Um, Wesley Matthews, another guy, 35, age 35 season last year on Milwaukee. Uh, he was number two in the Dirty Work Triple Crown. Avery Bradley on the Lakers. Uh, Herb Jones, the fantastic rookie we talk about all the time on this podcast. And then uh, rounding out the fifth spot was Dorian Finney-Smith. So I wanted to talk about um, kind of, we're going to talk about like, I don't know, we'll say like top 50 guys doing the the dirty work. Because if you think about it, there's 30 teams most teams probably have a dirty work guy. Then if you can have like a second guy, 
really helps. You know, I actually looked at loose ball recovery rate. I thought about adding that in here, but I wanted the triple crown moniker. So I only want three stats, uh, but we're looking at type, like hustle things. I was going to, I looked at deflections, but we incorporate deflections in our passing lane defense, which is like one of our main defensive metrics. So I wanted to dig like at basketball index, we're going a layer deeper, but I was like, oh, for this podcast, I'm going to go like two layers deeper beyond that. So uh, PJ Tucker at the top, uh, Miami's dealt with a ton of injuries this year. It's been really difficult for them. They have underperformed. I think losing PJ Tucker has hurt. Um, he really fit in well there. He's a good defender, uh, was taking on really high matchup difficulty, um, was had, was one of the best screeners uh, for non-bigs in the league, and then uh, was also one of the better boxer outers. <laughs> I don't know what the term is there. Better at boxing out, boxing outer. Um, for non-big. So PJ Tucker was just really good at everything across the board. He was like far and away better than everyone else on this list. There was a lot of cushion between first place and second place here. And I know it's tough. Um, I criticized the contract he got in the offseason. He was going to, he's in his age 37 season. He got a three-year deal, which is insane. That's like baseball deals they're giving out this offseason. Um, but yeah, PJ number one. And I think Miami, you know, it, there's lots of reasons why you can't retain players or, you know, you do or you don't. But I think they uh, definitely are missing him and that impact that he brought on, you know, again, boxing out, screening, matchup difficulty. Uh, after that, again, Wesley Matthews at two, Avery Bradley, not in the league anymore at three, uh, Herb Jones at uh, four, and then Dorian Finney Smith. Uh, and then just a couple guys or just a couple noticeable things I, I saw was so at six and seven for the smalls was Marcus Smart and Grant Williams. And they're both on Boston having two guys that high on the list. I feel like really, really is helpful for a team because it can really keep your stars clean um, and also maybe, you know, conserve energy bar limit possessions with the boxing out just really good things taking on difficult matchups so Jalen Brown and Jason Payton don't have to do as much as that so I think on high-end teams you're always going to find guys that impact the game uh, beyond the box score you know the role players that, that's definitely something you see Lou Dort at eight Isaac Okoro at nine on Cleveland and then Royce O'Neal at 10 so that was interesting that two of the uh Top dirty work guys moved teams. Royce O'Neal uh, left Utah, went on over to the Brooklyn Nets. He's been a really solid 3 and D guy throughout his career and, and does a lot of other things as well. Really tough matchup difficulty on a D, uh, good screener, and then uh, offers even a little bit boxing out, so that's always good. Um, another thing I want to talk about, Gary Payton the second was 15th on this list. Golden State having a lot of trouble this year with their bench. We just talked about him on the What Was Wrong with the Warriors podcast. Gary Payton II went over to Portland as a free agent. Hasn't played yet. He's had an injury. But Golden State really missing him. Not only was he on our all-BBI, uh, all-defensive team, but was a really strong screener, was taking on super difficult matchups. And even at his size, was a positive uh, as, a, as a boxer outer <laughs> Um, Jay Crowder, 17th on this list. He's holding out, not playing for the Phoenix Suns. Um, I bring that up because he is a trade chip as a 3 and D guy where he's not the greatest three-point shooter, but a pretty good defender, a good screen setter, can take on some some difficult matchups. Um, that's, that's why he's pretty good in this uh, dirty work triple crown, but that's definitely a player to watch for. I'm very curious to see where he gets traded because he's – he was 31 last year. He's 32 this year, and he's in the last year of his deal. So if the Suns don't trade him, they just lose a year of his contract, and he walks. So I think they'll move him, but we'll see. Oh, also, one other thing to note. Jimmy Butler was 13th on this list, and I feel like that totally lives up to like the Jimmy Butler uh, 
I would say he he seems like he's doing more dirty work than other stars. I think it's just as simple as that. He is a very, very good defender, uh, gets a lot of steals, things like that. But uh, taking on pretty tough matchups, again, good screener, good boxing out, solid across the board, above average. Um, pretty cool to see a star that high on the list. And then moving down, uh, two things I wanted to notice. So KCP uh, was on Washington, moved over to Denver in a trade this offseason. He was 23rd on the list. Again, just a really solid piece that Denver picked up to solidify their bench. And then Bruce Brown was uh, in the top 50. He is another player. He left Brooklyn, went over to Denver. So Denver got two top 50 uh, kind of grit and grind guys. And I feel like that's uh, a good thing to do when you're like, all right, our team's good. We've solidified most of our good players. They're on long contracts. we got a couple guys coming back from injury, but we got the MVP of the league. Like We have enough talent. Surrounding them with with guys that do the dirty work, I feel like is a, a really, really good move. So that's going to be it for the smalls. Um, there's tons of players I could talk about on here, but I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about boxing out, screening and matchup difficulty in a dirty work triple crown before people will say, well, you know, I don't need to know about the 78th best guy <laughs> in this stat you just created. I did. I will say, guys. I, I, there's a lot of very tech savvy people at basketball index. I am not one of them. Um, I know how to use some programs, but as far as like coding or it's, it's in my mind, this, I think this will really let people know Sp- spreadsheets and coding might as well be the same thing to me. I have no idea how to use Excel. So I learned how to use filters. Um, I learned how to do uh, a little color gradient thing on my results. I learned how to do a few things for you guys because I wanted to uh, do this podcast and present it in uh, a clean of a way as possible. So again, we're looking at our triple crown for uh, dirty work, boxing out, screening, matchup difficulty. We're looking at the bigs now. So this number one, I'm going to give you a second to try to guess. Um, This is a guy I've described on the podcast as having noticeable heart, enough heart where I actually said that I count it in like my evaluation of him and i think it's pretty difficult especially when it's a team i don't watch that often where if someone is trying that hard all the time i it's i can't help but make note of it um but the answer is dwight powell on dallas he is a guy that she's yeah he, he's really strong across the board very good screener let me sort by this he might be yet yeah, number one screen talent in the league last year um strong matchup difficulty uh, really solid in the box out numbers. Yeah, Dwight Powell's a guy I've noticed for a few years just being like, geez, that guy is really, really going at it when he's on the court. Uh, number two, Kevon Looney. Uh, that, I think, makes a lot of sense for people. The Golden State's always on TV. They're always in the playoffs. And Looney, rightly so, has been praised for doing so much dirty work. Him and Dwight Powell were uh, kind of noticeably, not by a crazy amount, but those two guys were kind of alone, and then there was a little gap, and then everybody else. So, yeah, Dwight Powell, Kevon Looney. Um, I love that Looney gets the love he does because he is doing sometimes the not glamorous work. That's also kind of the beauty of the good teams is they're on TV so much, it's so much easier to get familiar with their non-star players. Um, and then the broadcasters can kind of build slow, kind of long-developing narratives that describe their skill set. So uh, highlighting Looney there is very good. And Golden State retained him during free agency. They knew how valuable he was to the cause. So uh, that was a good move by Golden State. Number three, Bam Adebayo. Uh, doing the dirty work. Really strong matchup difficulty because he does switch out a lot. Um, good screen talent. And then every, everyone at the top is pretty good at everything for the most part. 
But again, cool to see a uh, a player of Bam's caliber this high up on the the Dirty Work Triple Crown. Uh, after that, Mitchell Robinson at four. He is an amazing rebounder. I'm pretty sure, yeah, number one in our box out data by a wide margin. So you box a lot of people out, you are going to get some rebounds. Uh, and then number five, Nikola Vucevic on the Bulls. Um, again, solid or across the board for him. So our number, or our top five, uh, Dwight Powell on Dallas, uh, Kavon Looney, Golden State, Bam Adebayo, Miami, Mitchell Robinson, New York, and then Vooch on the Bulls. And then right after that, guys you'd expect on the list, Steven Adams at six on Memphis, uh, really strong screen setter. I, for years, he's been doing that, getting point guards free, uh, great at boxing out. We talk about it all the time. He's like the best offensive rebounder in the league. Um, Joachim Pertl on there at seven. He's just a huge guy. <laughs> so he's going to be good at a lot of these. Uh, Draymond Green at eight and Al Horford at nine. And then Lamarcus Aldridge at 10. So that rounds out the top 10. Joachim Pertl's an interesting guy. I had him highlighted because he's been rumored in trades. Uh, the Spurs are not very good and he is pretty good. So uh, probably want to see what he can fetch back in terms of draft capital, but He's a really good player. He uh, had a breakout year last year. He's always had really solid deal. Braun had a really strong offensive year last year. And I'm interested to see where he is in the data this year, because that could maybe help his trade value. Draymond green. Oh, uh, he loves to do the dirty work. That's the difference between Draymond green and other players. Like he wants to do the dirty work. Um, Al Horford, just the ageless Marvel was 35 last year was uh top 10 in this. So yeah, this was kind of a fun stat. Just kind of wanted to highlight the unsung heroes of basketball doing the things that need to be done in order to make their teams win. So I think there wasn't a lot of surprises at the top. I think the top guy you could have guessed Dwight Powell and PJ Tucker. Uh, I feel like we just, we don't, we don't highlight the, uh, the tougher jobs sometimes. So that was the idea here. Again, I want to do this current year, the 2023 data, everything we've been talking about is 2022. Uh, just waiting for that sample size to get a little bit smaller, a little bit bigger. Well, that's going to do it. My name is Taylor. That's it for the Dirty Work Triple Crown. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Basketball Index Podcast.